This morning, I want to share with you the word of God. We're going to stand again as we read 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 19 to 21. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 19 to 21. The Bible says, Nevertheless, God's solid foundation stands firm, sealed with this inscription. The Lord knows those who are ease, and everyone who confesses the name of the Lord must turn from wickedness. In a large house, there are articles, not only of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. Some are for special purposes, and some for common use. Verse 21. Those who cleanse themselves from the latter will be instruments for special purposes, made holy, useful to the master, and prepared to do any good work. Amen. Father, we give you glory today for your word. We thank you for what you're about to do in our lives today. We say, Lord, speak to us in a way that will transform us. Speak to us in a way that will make us live this hall today blessed. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You may be seated again. Hallelujah. This year, like you're confessing, you're going to sit above principalities. The Bible says we are seated with Christ in the heavenly places far beyond principalities and powers. I want to talk to you this morning on the theme, becoming a vessel of honor. Becoming a vessel of honor. There are two ways in which people respond to messages from God. When a preacher is preaching, there are two ways that people respond. The first response is people will get offended when they hear the truth. Some people get offended when you tell them what is true about them. For example, if somebody walked to you and said, Sister, what you did or what you are doing is not right. There is a way you can say, Thank you for correction. And then somebody can say, Who are you to judge me or to tell me what to do that is not right? So anytime God is giving a message, there are two ways to respond. You can either get offended or you can either say, Thank you, Jesus, for this revelation. I pray that this morning the word God is bringing to you today will not make you offended, but will make you happy to know that God is concerned about your life and your future. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Talking about vessels of honor, I remember growing up, there was a cup that we used to take from the CDC plantation. It's an aluminum cup. My mother hated that cup with all her life. As a matter of fact, you dare not bring that cup into our house because she did not like the aluminum cup. It was an offense to her spirit. It was an offense to anything that you can ever think about because she didn't like aluminum. It wasn't a vessel that was important to her. Maybe you are also here today, don't like to eat on plastic plates or paper plates or you have some preferences. The emphasis in this text that you read this morning is not about the Contents is about the container. God is not talking about what is inside of you. God is talking about what is on you. You know, we've heard people say in the past that what matters is your heart. What matters is what is inside of you. But when you read deep into this text, you understand that God is not talking about what is inside of you. God is talking about what is outside of you. Because he says that in the house, they are vessels of honor. And then God says, if a man will prepare himself, 
he shall become a vessel of honor. So God is looking for a container in which he can pour out his content that will become beneficial to the world. So this is not an issue of your heart. This is not an issue of your spirit. It's an issue of your container, your body. That is what God is talking about. What determines how useful you are going to be to God this year is not your content, but your container. So the way you carry yourself, the way you treat your body is also going to depend how God can use you. In other words, God cares about what you do with your body. Let me ask you a question. Who likes to drink fresh, clean water from a dirty container? Have you ever been to a place where they offer you water in a container that is very dirty? I'm like, I'm not, I'm not testing. Even though you're testing, you need the water, but the container is dirty. And because the container is dirty, you decline the offer because nobody wants to drink from a dirty container. In other words, it doesn't matter the level of spirit or level of giftings that God can place in you. If your container is not clean, men are going to run away from you because they won't drink from your container. So what God is saying this morning is this. If you want to become a vessel of honor, keep your container clean so that when men come, they can drink from that container without going away. Amen. If you want to the world to come and drink from your container, you must cleanse yourself. In verse number 19, the Bible says, Nevertheless, God's solid foundation stands firm. What God is saying here is that people are trying to fight the truth. You know, the truth is now being twisted. People interpret the Bible the way they, they want it to please them. They look for things in the Bible that are pleasing to them. They see the Bible with the eyes of their own understanding. They're not willing to hear what God is saying to them. They want the Bible to say what they want and what they think. What was right in the past is now twisted. What was wrong in the past is now made right. But God is saying, it, don't, I don't, it doesn't matter how they fight the foundation or they fight the truth. The truth is always going to stand. Hallelujah. If you call this pulpit black, it's black. If you call it red, it's still black. If you call it green, it's still black. If you call it white, it's still black. So it doesn't matter what you think. The foundation of truth will always stand. Hallelujah. The foundation of truth will always stand. You can twist the truth. You can bend the truth. You can smash the truth. You can cover the truth. But truth will always be truth. And truth will always stand. In the name of Jesus. And the Bible says, it doesn't always stand, but it is sealed with this inscription. It said, the Lord knows those who are his, and everyone that confesses the name of the Lord must depart from iniquity. This made me think about Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. When all these people came to Jesus and said, did we not do miracles in your name? We operated signs and wonders in your name. We did magic. We did power. We manifested power in your name. And the Lord said to them, go away from me. I know you're not. You workers of iniquity. Because what shows that you know the Lord is not your coming to church. What shows that you know the Lord is not your Christian name, whether you are called Hezekiah or you are called John. That is not what shows you know the Lord. The scripture clearly says that what shows you know the Lord is your ability to depart from iniquity. If you say you know the Lord and you continue to walk in darkness, 
like 1 John chapter 1 verse 6 says. It says, if we say we have fellowship with him and we continue to walk in darkness, it says we lie and the truth is not in us. In verse number 20, it talks about the different kinds of vessels that are in the house. It says vessels of silver, of wood, of clay. The way we use vessels in our houses depends on the kind of vessels. Like when I was growing up, there were some plates in our house that we did not eat from those plates. Only on special occasions, when there's a kind of special guest, a special visitor, then my mom would go and take those plates out of the cupboard. And I keep telling people that never keep anything for a special day. Because every day that God has given to you is a special day. Hallelujah. Don't deprive your children from eating from those expensive plates and give them to strangers. If you cannot serve your children that you are working for on those expensive plates, who are you keeping them for? One of the reasons why I believe that I broke a lot of plates when I was growing up is because I was not familiar with breakable plates. We ate unbreakable plates once in a while. We ate on plastic plates or aluminum plates. The only time we saw breakable plates or expensive plates is when we had a guest in the house. So after the guest finished eating and they gave me the place to wash, since I'm not familiar with the place and I'm washing my hands and shaking, it falls and it gets broken. But if I started eating with those plates when I was growing up, I don't think my hands will be shaking when I see them. So don't keep anything for a special day. Enjoy what God has given to you with your family. Hallelujah. Enjoy. The Bible said there are different kinds of vessels in the house. We have plastic vessels. We have aluminum vessels. We have silver vessels. We have golden vessels. I don't know what kind of vessel you are in the eyes of God. Are you plastic? Are you aluminum? Are you glass? Or are you use and throw, like the one we use in the parties, where you eat from it and you throw away? What kind of vessel are you in the eyes of God? What kind of vessel are you in the eyes of God? In verse 21, it says, those who cleanse themselves will be prepared for the master's use. The way God is going to use you depends on how you sanctify yourself. The way God is going to use you depends on your ability to stay away from sin. Now, I always think about whenever a girl is about to visit whether a nation or a school, they always choose a little girl or a little boy to give the guest a flower. And what they do is that if it's a little girl, they would make the, they dress the girl so well clean. They do her hair. You know, they give, give the girl clean shoes because they want to impress the guest. And then the girl will come. When the girl shows up, the girl will say, my name is, on behalf of this church, we want to say welcome and then they'll give the guest a bouquet of flowers. The girl has to be clean. Even when I was in, in school, like in primary school, they would choose the cleanest child in school to be the one to hand the bouquet to the guest. They don't take the dirty children. In other words, God is looking for somebody that is clean in order to pass his blessings to this generation. God is looking for somebody that is clean in order to pass his blessings to families. God is looking for somebody that is clean in order to pass his blessings to the nations. Are you going to be the one? Are you going to be the one that God can use? This morning, very briefly because of time. If you are going to be the vessel that God is going to use in 2019, number one, depart from wickedness. The first thing to do is to depart from wickedness. Wickedness in this text 
It's not talking about you taking a knife and trying to kill somebody. Or you doing something terribly sin. Wickedness in this text is when a Christian knows that this thing is wrong and he keeps, or he keeps doing it. Or she keeps doing it. You are conscious that what I'm doing is wrong, but you keep doing it. You cannot be a vessel of honor. If you know that what I'm doing is wrong, or what I'm saying is wrong, or this habit is wrong, or this character is wrong, or this behavior is wrong, and you continue to do that same thing, you are telling God, you cannot use me. Because if you are going to be used by God, like the Bible says, depart from iniquity. Hallelujah. Depart from iniquity. If you want God to use you as a special vessel, you have to turn away from everything you know to be sin. You cannot continue to indulge in sin and expect God to use you. Like somebody said, if you use your mouth to curse people, how can God give you power to prophesy? Because your tongue is to curse people. So if God put power in your mouth, you are going to kill people in your mouth. That is why you cannot have power in your mouth because your mouth is used to say things that don't glorify God. Take for example, anybody that offends you, you are ready to, ready to release fire and brimstone. Now if God puts supernatural power in your mouth, maybe you kill even your own children. That is why you have no power in your tongue because your tongue is not being used to glorify the name of the Lord. Once you sanctify your tongue and choose to say only that which glorifies the name of the Lord, your words become powerful. Because God knows I can trust him. I can trust her because whatever she says will be something that will glorify me. But if you are moving around gossiping, moving around cursing people, moving around disrespecting people, how can God put power in your tongue? Because you can't control your tongue. So if you are going to be used by God this year, depart from iniquity. Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 7. It says, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Now let me give you practical ways to turn away from evil. I, I, I've done this and we keep doing this all the time. Take for example, you're watching a movie, right? You're watching a movie with your son or with your daughter. And then suddenly, without your knowledge, there is a sexual scene. What do you do? You tell your son, go to the room. But you keep watching. Because that thing is good, it's not good for your son, but it's good for you. To depart from iniquity means I am turning the whole channel off. Nobody is supposed to watch it, not even me, not even my son. But you say, hey, go to the room, go to the room, and leave with me. But you continue to watch the same thing that you don't want your son to watch. Turning from iniquity means that anything in my house that looks like it's contrary to God, I close it away. Hallelujah. I close it away. Or you are somewhere where people are gossiping. And you, you just stay there. You are not saying nothing, but you are listening. Or sometimes you are contributing. It was not so. This is what he said. But you are listening. The way to depart from iniquity means if I come to this place and you guys want to gossip, I say, Mama, or one, I leave the place. I don't want to be part of anything that does not look like God. I walk away. Hallelujah. Or you have a bad friend. You say, today, I have discovered that your friendship does not profit me in anything spiritual. Anytime I'm trying to come to you, you are trying to take me away from God. I'm sorry we cannot be friends. You cut the friendship. Like somebody said, a young man came to a pastor and was telling the pastor how 
Him and his fiance keep falling to fornication. He said, Pastor, I don't know what to do. We want to get married, we want to stay safe, but we keep falling into sin. And the pastor said, you know, you have to pray and trust the Lord that God will give you the grace, you know, to overcome this temptation. And the young man went and kept falling into the same sin. But how many of you know that the Bible did not say pray against immorality? It says flee sexual immorality. It means when I see like something in this place looks like immorality, don't pray no prayer. The Bible says what? Flee, flee, run for your life. Or you're in the same room, let's say with a, a young man or a woman, with a, with a man or with a girl, and the man starts taking off his clothes, and the woman starts taking off, it, off her clothes, you start praying in tongues. You think it's going to help you? Flee immorality. Flee. You don't pray against it, you flee. That is a way to depart. Hallelujah. You depart from it. The Bible says that in, in 1 Corinthians 6, 18, it says flee fornication. In 2 Timothy 2, 22, it says flee youthful loss. It means if I'm somewhere as a man of God, I'm somewhere as a brother, I'm somewhere as a sister, and I see a girl gets into the same room with me with a short skirt trying to expose herself. I am not going to try and speak in tongues. I will leave the room immediately. You know, many people have entered into troubles because they stay in the situation and maybe the girl tried to approach and you deny the girl. Frame a scene and say you tried to rape her. How can you explain the fact that you were with the same girl in a closed room? There is nobody to say whether what you're saying is true or wrong because you were in the same location. Bible says flee. Hallelujah. Flee from sexual immorality. The, the word flee is not to say, leave me alone. Don't touch me. That's not flee. I don't like it. Flee means get off from that place and leave. That is flee. Say, don't touch me again. I don't like it. You have to get off from that place and leave. That is the meaning of flee. Number two, if you are going to become a vessel of honor, in the eyes of God and be used by God. This year, you have to purify yourself. Or in other words, sanctify yourself. Consecrate yourself to the Lord. Maybe you already have things in, in your life or around your life that are not pleasing to the Lord. This is the time to take them out. Hallelujah. This is the time to take those things out. Anything in your life, anything around your life that does not glorify God, you take them out. Remember praying for a lady who gave her life to Christ. And after I was about to leave, I said, Pastor, I have a confession. I said, what is it? He said, Pastor, I have a bunch of porn CDs that I watch every night. I think after you pray, it's not good for me to keep those things. Please, destroy them for me. I took all the CDs out and I burned them. But there are Christians who are born again. They know that they love the Lord. They want to love the Lord. But those things, like I'm mentioning, they still keep them. And then once in a while, they go and play them. When they feel like playing them, they play them. Or you are born again, you want to stay away from sin. You want to stay away from anything that you know to be sin. But then it says, bottle of whiskey in your bedroom. Now, anytime you're offended, you go get a glass and drink. That is how you calm yourself down. What the Bible is saying is this. Anything around your life that is working against you or your relationship with God, cleanse yourself from those things. Hallelujah. Because God wants to use you this year. Amen. I said, God wants to use you this year. Amen. Do you even believe that God can use you this year? Yes, I said, God wants to use you this year. Amen. Amen. God wants to use all of us this year. 
The Bible says, because God is holy, you also have to be holy. Amen. First Peter chapter 1, verse 15. You also have to be holy. This year you have to be different. Different in the way you talk. Different in the way you dress. Different in the way you, you, you approach people. Different in your prayer life. Different in the way you, you fast. Everything about you this year must be different. When somebody sees you, may they perceive that you are a Christian. There is something different about this woman. There is something different about this man. Don't just be lost in the crowd. Come out from the crowd and be different. That is what God is saying. I want to use you, my daughter. I want to use you, my son. But I need you to be different. You cannot be like the world and expect to be used by God to change the world. You cannot be like sinners and expect God to use you to change sinners. You have to be different. You have to come out and be different. You cannot be struggling with the same sin that sinners are struggling with and expect God to use you to help them out. You have to be different. Hallelujah. Practical ways of cleansing yourself. You have to stay away from anything, like I said, that is immoral. Verbal cleansing. Your tongue must be clean. Anything you say from now, know that God is listening. Maybe God wants to give you the gift of prophecy. Or the gift of speaking in tongues. Diversity of tongues. But your mouth is so defiled. And God says, if I put this power upon a tongue, many people are going to die. Just imagine if a judge is wicked. How many people would that judge send to jail? Let me say, if I'm a judge now, for example, and I'm offended with my wife in the house, and I come to the courtroom, I'm still offended, and a woman comes to the church that looks like my wife, guess what I'm going to do to that woman? Five years in prison. Not because she's done anything, but because of the offense that I have for my wife. So God is looking at you, looking at the, the, the way you use your tongue, and God is saying, if I give this girl power in her tongue, the way she's talking, people are going to die. That's why you cannot have power with God. But God is saying, if you purify yourself and keep yourself clean from anything that is sinful, I'm going to make you a special vessel of honor. Hallelujah. Cleanse yourself. What you hear, what you hear, you cannot want to be like Jesus and you spend your time listening to Beyonce all day. You cannot want to be like Jesus and you spend your time listening to people who have nothing to do with God. If you want to be like God, Feed yourself. Allow your ears to hear the things that will build you up from inside. Hallelujah. Or what you're watching on TV. You're trying to watch, you're trying to have a godly marriage by watching Housewives of Atlanta where they're fighting every day, cursing each other. That is who you're watching. But you expect God to fix your relationship. You're watching the contrary and expecting a miraculous in your life. Let everything that you see be that which glorifies the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Social cleansing. There are some friends on Facebook you need to delete, some you need to block. Like, if somebody shares, there was a time in the past where people share like pornographic things on Facebook. If you share that thing and it comes from a wall, I find you and I block you. I block your messenger, I block you on Facebook, I block you anywhere blockable. Because I don't want anything that you share to come to me. Because what happens on Facebook is this. When you share something, it goes to the timeline of all your friends. So if that person continues to stay your friend, whatever they share comes on your timeline. And just imagine that I am going through your world as your pastor just to see what your year has been. And all I see is immorality, pornography. What am I going to think about you? What are your friends going to think about you? So there must be a cleansing. Hallelujah. We want to cleanse ourselves this year. 
from everything. And what the Bible even says, which is even more serious, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 22, the Bible does not only say abstain from evil, it says abstain from any appearance of evil. Meaning it may not be evil, but it looks evil. It says abstain. You know, today people are all don't judge because you don't know what is inside. You know, don't look at the container. Just look at the content. Don't look at the, what they're saying. Just listen to what they're saying. God says if the, if the woman appears evil, abstain. If the man appears evil, abstain. If the thing appears evil, abstain. You don't have to judge from the inside. Once I see that it's evil, I have to run away. That's what the Bible says. Abstain from all appearances of evil. That is why some people are judged wrongly because they have appearances of evil. Take, for example, that if you were a woman, I'm asking you this as ladies, you have a, a, a daughter who is ready for marriage, and the daughter said to you, I am going to bring my fiancé to you this evening. So you can see my fiancé, Mama, the woman, I, I met a man, the man is so nice, the man is so cute, I'm going to bring the man this evening to you. And then in the evening, the man shows up, and he's wearing a jeans that has like holes everywhere, holes on the board, holes on the legs, holes on the side. Then he has tattoos everywhere. He has his bow earrings. He has his hair all cut. Then one long thread behind here. And the man shows up in your house. He's like walking like this. Hey, mama, how you doing? Who in their right senses will give their daughter to that man? The man may not be evil, but the appearance is of evil. So the Bible is not saying that run away from evil. It says, if the thing appears evil, I don't care to know what else you carry inside. I'm running away. So, as you approach the world, don't go with an appearance of evil. Let people see Jesus when they see you. They don't have to hear you before they know you have Jesus. When they see you, may they know that you have Jesus. Hallelujah. Like one of my pastor was saying, he was walking on the street doing evangelism. And he saw this lady who was dressed, you know, there's a jean they used to call, I don't know if those jeans are still in existence, they call them tibers. The jeans does not come right up, it ends somewhere down here. Then it, it leaves the crack, the board crack, you can see. And then the lady was dressed, the, 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 the blouse was like up here, then everything was outside. Like, what they say in French, Cameroon, David, Dovange, Dehors. And she's walking on the street whining. And the pastor said, oh, this must be a good lady to evangelize to. So he runs with the track to go give to the lady. And the lady says, oh, man of God, thank you. I'm also a Christian and I fellowship in Wawa Chapel International. And the man of God said, if you are a Christian and you look like this, I need to see your pastor. Because we have completely forgotten that it's not all about the heart. The way we present ourselves also matters. God is saying this year, cleanse yourself. Hallelujah. The gift of prophecy, the gift of miracles is about to come upon some of us. This year you will go to places and lay your hands upon the sick and the sick shall be healed. But God said, get ready. Get ready. Because I'm about to use you this year. Some things that are happening in your family, God is going to use you to stop those things in your family. But he says, get yourself ready. Hallelujah. Cleanse yourself. It's all about preparation. If you are going to be the woman that God wants you to be, you have to cleanse yourself, get yourself ready. Anything around your life or in your life that does not look like God, take it away. Amen. Amen. Take it away so that God can use you this year. 
in the name of Jesus. I don't know what you heard this morning. I don't know the word of God that you, what you feel in your spirit right now. But I'd like you to stand on your feet and let's pray this prayer. Let's pray this prayer that God will help us to cleanse ourselves. God will help us this year to cleanse ourselves. God will help us in the name of Jesus to cleanse ourselves. Can somebody just begin to talk to the Lord? Just begin to talk to the Lord. Oh God, help me. Help me to cleanse myself from every impurity. Help me to cleanse myself from all forms of darkness. Help me to cleanse myself. Help me to cleanse my mind. To cleanse my thoughts. To cleanse everything, my mouth. Help me, oh God, to cleanse myself. To walk with you this year and be blameless. Help me to sanctify myself, Lord. That there be no sin found in me. When Jesus stood before Pilate, he said, the devil has no reproach in me. May we be blameless before your eyes. In the name of Jesus.